You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Today's going to be a great podcast. I have Philip Smith with me here today. He is partnered with Kevin Harrington, one of the original Shark Tanks. Uh, they have done all in one marketing.com and some other business ventures. Philip, it's great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay. I, I always like to find out when did you know you were an entrepreneur and, and how did it hit you? So it's funny, uh, you know, in fifth grade, I started a paper route. So I kind of learned about how to go out there and be, you know, kind of be my own boss. Technically, I was delivering, I was going and paying for newspapers. I got paid from the, you know, the customers. And then uh, in seventh grade, I was selling blow pops in school. And, you know, I just always just had it in me. I did have family members, you know, as younger, had businesses and stuff. But I didn't really know about it till about 23 uh, is when I first started my, my first business. Um, I had a choice between getting a job after I did my internship. They offered me a job. And then at the same time, I got offered uh, to start my own company. And I asked uh, someone at the time who was a wealthy businessman. And then I also asked my dad. And my dad said to go get the job because that's all he knew. And the other guy said, go start a business because that's basically all he knew. So to me, I asked myself, who do I want to be like, you know, when I, when I grow up and I wanted to be more like the guy with all the money. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's a, a tough decision. <laughs> so he said, take a shot. You're young. If you fail, you can always get a job. So I did. No, that's so true. There's always the revert back to a job theory. And, and it's amazing, you know, in our generation, getting a good job was like the one thing that was always fed in your head. And now I literally, you know, as an older person go, okay, what is that great job? Like, there's like three jobs on the planet that I would take. Like somebody says, okay, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll be the commissioner of the NFL. I like that one. 48 million a year. I get a free jet for life. Some perks in it. You know, uh, give me Dana White's job. I like that. There's like three jobs on the planet that I would take, you know, but other than that, I'll pass on all the rest of them. Yep. No, I, I'm with you on that. that. That's that's a sweet gig. I remember looking that up one day and what he gets paid. I was like, seriously? Yeah, 48 million and a lifetime use of a private jet. You know, that's a because that's a true employee. At least Dana started out as an owner. He did kind of get get the, you know, get the investors and put everybody on the map. Um, so tell me, tell me about this business, all in one marketing.com, why you're excited about it and how it helps entrepreneurs. Sure. You know, when we first started out, it was just, uh, we built out software. It's like 15 tools in one, just automates SMS, email marketing, CRM. And we really kind of started doing it ourselves just because we had the need, you know, we were so sick of logging into 15 different softwares. We said there has to be a better way. So that's the reason why we actually built it out for ourselves first. And then we said, Oh, well, why don't we just start selling it? Then we got into the, uh, Someone actually came to me and said, hey, do you want to be on TV? I can get you on TV. They want to charge me $50,000 to hopefully get me on TV. And then another company reached out to me and said, hey, you could just kind of pay to play to get on TV. So I'm like, well, this sounds a little better. So I ended up going that route. I did it once. And I said, well, why can't I provide this service? So under all of our marketing, we actually guarantee, well, we'll get somebody on TV, NBC, CBS, Fox. So I've been doing that this entire year. Myself, I've been interviewed 40 times between podcast, TV, and radio. So, and then we went over uh, with Kevin Harrington. We said, hey, why don't we start providing more consulting services? So we came out with that. So this this 2023, we basically just built out all these services and going into next year, 
plan on scaling everything. So it's fun. It's fun just helping companies. I've had over 10,000 clients in my career. I've worked with companies as big as IBM, HP, Intel, AT&T, 100 Flowers. You know, just over, I sold two consulting businesses back in 2010 and 2012. So I've been doing this a long time. And um, I just love helping companies not make mistakes. That's, that's always my thing. I want to help companies not make mistakes. Yeah, and, and, and as we all know, when you help somebody with a problem and a one that can be scaled, it tends to re you tend to reap the benefits of it. Every business I've had was based on a problem. Nope. You know, I, I, every every single one of them, they've all worked out fair, fairly well. So curious, you know, obviously you're, you're a partner with Kevin Harrington. You've been partners with him now, you know, for five years. How, how do you partner with someone like that? So that, I, I always, there's got to be a good backdrop story to that. Yeah, there is. Um, so in 2017, I started in the course business selling courses. I, I saw all these people selling courses. I'm like, I got to do this. Let me just try this out. So I started doing it in like July of 17. And I did struggle with the idea of getting into that business because I knew I would have to put myself out there and start doing brand marketing, put my face out there and build a brand, which is something I never did in my career. I've sold five companies, been part of nine acquisitions, but I never built a brand. And I always think of shortcuts. How do I get there faster? So going to the end of 2017, I started spamming all the sharks, emailed every single one, even like A-Rod, didn't matter who it was, just as long as you're on the show. I hit everybody. Uh, Damon, John, Barbara Corcoran, and Kevin Harrington got back to me. Barbara's team didn't make sense because they were just in real estate. Uh, Damon's team, I talked to him a little bit. But what happened was Kevin's son, Brian, actually lives 20 minutes away from me and just felt real comfortable talking to them. And they were already doing stuff that I was kind of doing already. So just made sense. I did a lot of due diligence, due diligence on me eight months later. We did a deal, but what happened was they offered me to, at first they offered me to get an interview with him. So they did reach out to me and said, hey, if you want to meet Kevin, he could do an interview with you. And that's when I said to myself, well, that puts me in the same room as him. Let me go do that. So I actually paid $9,000 to be interviewed by Kevin. I flew down to Tampa. And during that day, within like the first hour of being there, I found time to just pitch him because I knew that once the day got started, started doing all these interviews with all these people, I would just never have time to talk to him. So I just walked up to him, gave him my 30 second elevator pitch. And, you know, ever, ever since then, uh, we started the process and obviously it worked out. Yeah, there's two things that you mentioned in that and, and they both work. They both work. The first thing is people would be shocked if the, the law of reaching out to people. If you reach out to people and you have any halfway decent comical social or just jarring skills to make a, a two a one sentence get their attention. Like I've looked at people that I've done business with now or I've had on the podcast where it was just one or two sentences. You got one or two sentences. But what can you say in one or two sentences? They look at it. These people have their phones all the time. They're looking at their Instagram DMs. They're I, I don't care. They're looking at them. Somebody's looking at their emails. And a lot of times they're looking at a lot more emails of their own than you realize. And you grab their attention and all they can say is no, or you don't get a reply. But I, I am shocked how, even when I was nobody, I remember when I wrote my first book and the people I got on my covers, the amount of New York Times bestselling authors. And I'd get a, you know, email back at three in the morning from like Brian Tracy, which at the time was pretty huge, you know, saying, oh, incredible book. Uh, uh, you know, here's a quote. And then the guy who wrote like duct tape marketing at the time, who's was really big. You know, I get something back from him. I wake up in the morning and he's like, yeah, I'd be happy to do it. 
again, I am nobody. I'm a peon. No one. And, and then you get those back. And then the second thing you said about paying, listen to me, when you've got a really good idea, a really good business, you're confident in yourself, you're going to pay to play. You're going to pay because I've done it. I did an event, a big event, and I had to fly to Vegas and I had about two hours of time with someone and, and probably it cost me about six or 7,000 bucks for that meeting. And that meeting could have been 10 minutes and ended up being like two hours and it worked out well, but it's game on. And to get with major players and they do it, I think just to weed out, number one is, hey, you know what? I don't want to do business with anybody who's broke anyway. It's the easiest way to weed out low-lying fruit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, I mean, that's why through our, one of our services, I charge people just to have a call with me, not through all of our marketing, through mm -hmm. something else. But I, I say, hey, if you want to talk to me personally, great. Uh, it's just going to cost you some money. And every time you know, that deal gets closed. So like you said, it's just, it weeds out the people that are serious. Um, and obviously it's worth my time to talk to them. Yeah. I, I do the same thing when people talk about, well, how much does coaching cost? I said, I'm going to be your second most expensive employee next year. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's really easy. I'm, I, I always tell them, what do, what do you make? What is your second? They don't know where I'm going with it. I always say, well, what do you make? And they give me that number. And I say, what's your next most expensive employee on staff? They give me that. And then I drop right underneath, I drop right underneath of it. Cause I'm like, if you could, I do it for pure value. I, I'm like, I know I'm going to earn it in the first month. I know I'm going to earn it in the first month, but no, you're going to pay me something to where, when we make a phone call, you're going to be there. You're going to be dialed in. You're going to have questions. I'm going to bring value to it, but no, you're not, you know, you're, you're <laughs> there. It's going to be a number that, you know, that's on your, that you're going to go, okay, I have, I actually have a business coach because I pay him such. Mm -hmm. I think there's value in that. So tell me, give me a couple things, you know, you've been on this journey, you know, nine exits and whatnot. What are like, what's the one thing you wish you would have known when you first got started? Oh my God. So much. But I, if you want to narrow it down, it's to put yourself in the right room with the right people. I mean, that's what catapulted me, you know, later in my career. Uh, I, the first time it really happened was actually 2010. I sold a business uh, the consultant, one of the consulting companies to uh, an investment fund. The guy, main guy was named Jim Estel. And he was one of the first investors in BlackBerry. The guy made like 500 million just off BlackBerry, sold his own business for 2 billion. He, he went from zero to 2 billion in sales, wrote a book about it, um, invested in another hundred companies, sold 20 of them. Um, so it took us, our first business we sold was that hosting company. I started back in 1998. We sold it in 2005. It took us, we never were able to raise money. And we were, we finally had a, we actually grew ourselves out of business because it was a very capital intensive business. And we just grew too fast that we couldn't afford to grow anymore. So that's the reason why we actually sold. But it was also a good time to get out of the hosting business in 2005. But it took us years to figure all this stuff out, even to the buying process, you know, the exiting process the first time. In 2010, I sold the business to Jim. We built it bigger. And in 2012, it was time to kind of move on. And he goes, yeah, I think we should sell the company. I'm like, all right, great. I'm thinking to myself, God, how long is this going to take? He goes, I'll be right back. I'm like, all right. Comes back to me five minutes later, go, all right, company sold. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, we mean like we have to go talk to him and whatever and do the dog and pony show. He's like, no, it's done. And I'm like, get the fuck, get out of here. You know, you just sold the company in five minutes. So it's just, you know, being around that investment fund for two years was the best thing I ever did. 
and just being around those types of people ha obviously have money and, and contacts and were able to do things that were way beyond my abilities. And then going on from there, I just knew that's why the whole Shark Tank thing and whatever, I'm like, I got to put myself around these types of people. So if I knew that back in 1998, <laughs> it would have been a different ball game because I would have started a lot sooner. But I, I started, you know, 10 years into my career of learning stuff like that, 12 years. So, And, and the thing that, again, so many people are afraid they're going to hear no or nobody wants to meet with you or nobody that, again, everybody is trying to advance. Some of them are trying to advance financially. Guess what? They're the people that don't have the time and they're looking for very energetic, smart people. They, 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 they invest in people. That's the only way they can scale them. So they got 168 hours, just like you and I. And they reach a point where they're looking for that person who's got that energy. They got giving you their money is the easiest thing for them. They're betting on racehorses. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're betting on racehorses and they meet that young, energetic, you know, you're, you're, you're bright eyed, man, you've got passion, you're excited, they see that in you. And they're like, okay, wait, okay, what's that idea again? Oh, I can, yeah, and you know, just so you see the shark tanks do it, they'll listen to an idea and they're like, you know, I, I can put it on QVC or I can do, they know they can take it down the road at yeah. 10 times what you can in, in, you know, like three phone calls. And they're like, I, I got to, I buy it. Because I, I can take them down that road. And I just, yeah, it's amazing that we invest in people. I mean, and, and even today, like, even if you want to hire an employee, a contractor, whatever, you're investing in, in people. And I, listen, I've had so many mistakes in my life in terms of working with the wrong people. I, I, I'm still actually a one employee company, mainly because of that. So I only really work with other companies or consultants or whatever. I just, I just want to stay away from employees. So, but I, I, you still make mistakes. You know, you still hire the wrong people or hire the wrong consultant because people just overpromise, underdeliver all the time, and there's so much crap out there. It's insane. But when you find that one person, it, and it's crazy, it's taken me a long time to learn who that right person is. You know, so that's probably one of the most important thing. You know, get you know, I've gotten businesses by myself to five million in revenue a year, but I can't get to ten by myself, yeah. right? And you need yeah. different people, you know, you need a totally different strategy and, and to build out a hundred person. I know people have, you know, I'm sure everyone knows people have hundred person employee companies and whatever. And I look at that and that's where I get jealous. I'm like, God, like that seems so foreign to me and like such a huge hill to climb that I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to, to build a company that big by myself. I would need to like hand it over to somebody else essentially. So uh, but that's the that's the biggest thing I personally struggle with is just finding the right people and and scaling beyond where I'm at because I just had I made so many bad choices in the past. It scares uh, me. I've been there too. <laughs> what I have learned, and I and you may agree with with some of this. I'll throw this out to the audience because the goal is to help you. I have learned that great employees you'll know in the first thirty days. I'm not saying you're going to see the entire body of work. But there is something they give or do in the first 30 days where you pinch yourself and go, okay, I got something special. I'm talking the hot, the, okay, we're taking out the 80% here. We're going to drop the 80% in the middle. I'm talking the 10% that will move the meat. I mean, I've got guys who have been with me over a decade. They're just extraordinary. And I knew, I knew early on I had somebody special. Second, everybody who sucked, I knew in the first 30 days they sucked. 
And the mistakes I would have made in the first five years is thinking I could make them better. It's not my job to make them better. It, it's just not. I hire them for a job that I pay them for. Now, I may give them opportunities so they can grow and whatever the case may be. But I hired them to do a job. And if they suck at it, that's not on me. <laughs> You know, that's, that's my two little, my hiring words of wisdom over 30 years of, of having companies. Yeah, it's crazy that you said it because I always thought, you know, as I became an entrepreneur, I just assumed everybody was like me and they'll jump on opportunities and they'll be the best they can be. And man, I mean, of course, I learned that very quickly that that's not true, but it is crazy on how many people say the words, I want to make more money. I want, I want this, I want that. And when the opportunity is right in front of them, they just fall flat on their face or they just don't even take the opportunity. They don't even try to be better. It's, it's unbelievable. And then you have the ones that think they're more valuable than they are. And that's when I've had people like steal data from me or try to screw me over or whatever, like just, just crazy stuff. And then when you get rid of them, they come crying back. They're like, no, 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 you know, whatever. It, it's, it's insane. Um, and that's, again, why I've always just stayed a small business. So I just don't have to deal with all this drama and stuff. I just can't deal with it. It, it definitely can be. And, and like I said, that was just my words of wisdom. I've just learned everybody that I got rid of, I knew early on, I should have got rid of, rid of them. Everybody that I view as like, a, uh, you know, a unicorn there was something early on. It's like, I'd get a text at like 4.15 in the morning, them asking me a question. And then I, you know, reach out like 5.50 and I say, hey, what do you, they go, oh, I've been at the office since four. There was a problem. And I just wanted to kind of beat, you know, beat everybody in and get to it. But, you know, it was something like that, or it was, it was a, an issue with a client and they kind of come to me and go, hey, what would, I already handled it. But I'm curious, how would you have handled it the way there's something they did that was just so proactive mm -hmm. where you're like, OK, next level. Yep, 100 well, percent right. Next level. I've got Philip F. Smith with me here today. He is uh, one of the I believe one of the co-founders of All in One Marketing, um, a software platform company. Philip, how can my audience connect with you, connect with what you have going on? Yeah, my, my, the best way really is my main site, uh, philipfspit.com. Of course, you go to allinonemarketing.com, but my personal site is philipf, as in Frank, philipfsmith.com, and that's the easiest way. Uh, that will point you in a bunch of different directions, but that's it. All right, nothing wrong with that. Audience, thank you so much for listening. Constantly humbled by how well the podcast does. It's because you listen to it, because you want to get something fast that's helpful in you know under 20 minutes, 10 to 20. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, just tell others about it. That's all I ask. Give it a great review or give it whatever review you think it deserves. <laughs> Either way, I'll be okay. Again, thank you so much for listening. This podcast brought to you by Gig Strategic. I think one of the best digital marketing companies for small businesses. Uh, they work with my company. Thank you again. We'll talk again soon.